yeah. If you got 10 minutes, cuz, we're going to be in it to win it. This is part two of our fundamental, our Freaky Friday strategy look at what is a good leader. We're going to be focusing on this book written by the godfather of educational research, Dr. Robert J. Marzano, and the 21 responsibilities of a school leader. We left off in that first part of that episode talking about the ideals and beliefs of a good leader. I'll go ahead and shift right now into number 10. That's going to be input. A good leader, a good administrator, they involve teachers in the design and implementation of important decisions and practices. They understand that good leadership is dialogue. It's not directions. It's dialogue, baby. Because you know what? The great poet Maya Angelou once said that by God, and I'm not even sure she started out that way, but by it sounds better. By God, you have two ears and one mouth. You need to listen twice as much as you speak. And even leaders need to think that way. You don't call all the shots. A good leader is a master delegator. They can delegate. They cultivate kindness. They cultivate leadership in other people. Now, in input, they involve. They, they, they are on a mission, baby. They're on the mission of addition. They are willing and ready to add to the kingdom and the fraternity of learning and, and, and engagement and that hunger for bettering this planet. Now, terrible leaders, you know what? They're hungry for the action of subtraction. They're willing to cut down any constituent that they have to put them in place, to make them feel inferior, to make them feel like they're geographically challenged. They shouldn't be in education. Well, you know what? A good leader has the ability to light the fire in everybody because their life is a great example to everyone. So I'm going to shift on to the next part of being a great leader. That's intellectual stimulation. You know what? I recently showed my boys and girls in my classroom a little clip from that old show, Mythbusters. I don't even think it's in production anymore. But I got curious one day. I started thinking to myself, I had heard through the grapevine that you could kill a plant by speaking wordy dirties to it. And you're like, what in a blooming of Kentucky you talking about, cuz? Here's what happened, okay? I, I had to show them this. They had a control, which was the control in science is uh, it, 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 it's, it's, it's what you base your decisions off of, okay? So the control, they had a greenhouse where it had no music, it had no um no words of affirmation, no kind words, no constructive words, but also no hateful words. <laughs> you actually, uh, in the episode, the short little clip, you you would see some of the scientists yelling at the plants and screaming and barking at them and telling them that they hate them and all that. Well, I'll tell you what, the, the fundamental principle at the end of the episode was really funny because, um, it, here's what happened. The, the plants, they were the most successful when they had heavy metal music. Now, hey, you know, it maybe has great taste in music. Now, there's not conclusive proof that speaking negatively to a plant will kill it. Speaking positively to a plant, you know, it, it, good, great, grand. But speaking ne- negatively, we can't conclusively prove that that will kill the plant. But you know what did kill the plant, though? And, and they were growing peas, if you're looking for that frame of reference, that context, if you will. But you know what did kill those pea pods in the, uh, in the other social, the, the science experiments in the other greenhouses? Silence. Because you know what? If you're silent, if you give no feedback, you will kill. You will kill people. And, and you will kill the fire and the desire, and the ability to inspire in people. So be cognizant of that. Intellectual stimulation, let me get back on topic here. A good administrator ensures faculty and staff 
that they are aware of the most current theories and practices and makes the discussion of these regular aspect of the school's culture. Let me tell you something right now. If you find a good educational leader, send them my way because I've yet to meet a good one. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to be specific. I'm not going to be precise. But you know what? There's one fundamental principle of life. There is a vote of confidence that extends from the the house of Horton to leadership. And if you can't inspire, if you can't motivate, if you can't congratulate, if you can't give me any words of affirmation, if you are not constructive in your approach to me, you're as dead as a doornail in terms of street cred, baby, because you have no respect in my opinion. That is what you have no authority in my opinion to make instructional decisions in the house of Horton because you know what? Your currency is no good. Your funds are insufficient. Let's shift gears right now. Intellectual stimulation, as I was talking about, man, if you can't light the fire in people, hit the road, Jack. Take it to the hizzy. Number 12, you need to be involved. If you're a good leader, you're involved in the curriculum, instruction, and assessment. Like I said, we have a fundamental trend in, 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 in public education. We'll take people that have no fundamental idea about what they're leading. You have people that's coming from the high school straight to the pre-K and the the kindergarten. You have people that are coming from the middle school that are going to the elementary, to the high school. And you know what? When you're geographically challenged, when you aren't the master of disaster, when you don't know what you're leading, that is a recipe for disaster. Now, let's shift. We just talked about the involvement. Good leaders are involved in the access in the approach in the construction of curriculum instruction and assessment they're like the uh the mc they're like the dick clark of the discussion they 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 lead it they're the the the, they're the vj if you will if you're the mtv generation they 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 facilitate because you know what they're omnipotent they're omniscient they're all up in your business and they're all up in the business of the school because it is their business the kids are their business the students are their business the the parents are their business the community is their business the stakeholders are their business because they have a vested interest in the in the production, in the consumption of all things hustle. Now I'll shift on to knowledge in curriculum instruction and assessment. Now, if you have a good leader up in your crib, which is your educational facility, they are knowledgeable about current inst- curriculum, instruction, and assessment practices. I'll tell you something right now. I am so all up in my content. I'm all up in my instruction. I'm all up in my assessment practices. If you don't have a fruity booty clue of what I'm doing in my room, you ought to hit the road, Jack, because you have zero street cred to be giving me any guidance, any leadership, any direction, because you know what, baby, you can't lead what you don't know. Shifting on, let's get into monitoring and evaluating. Good leaders monitor the effectiveness of school practices and their impact on student learning. You know what? We utilize Pearson Success Maker in in our district. And let me tell you something right now. I think it is wonderful. I have utilized it to my benefit. When I had autonomy, when I had authority, when I had a vested interest in personalizing it, utilizing customization to meet the critical and identifiable independent needs of my students, not throwing out this program, Pearson Success Maker, as a one-size-fits-all, baby. Giving it to your kids who are gifted. Give it to your kids who are on the struggle bus. Here's the thing that you need to understand. When you throw out a net that is a mile wide and an inch deep thinking you're going to save the situation, you, look, you give anyone enough rope, what are they going to do with it? They're going to hang themselves. 
So let's shift on right now to number 15, optimizer. A good leader is an optimizer. They inspire and lead new and challenging innovations. If you find one of them, send them my way because I'd like to see one. Now let's shift on to order. Good leaders establish a set of standards and operating procedures and routines. I'm not talking Joseph Stalin. I'm not talking about communistic fascist government. I'm talking about democracy. I'm talking about a republic. I'm talking about communication. Now, good leaders outreach. They advocate and they they're the spokesperson, baby. They're the leader, guider, director, and they're the omnipotent present presence of that school and the stakeholders know who the boss is so let's shift on to relationships a good leader demonstrates an awareness of the personal aspects of teachers and staffs they aren't a robot and they're not locked up in their office all the time and the kids if you ask them who's the boss they'll tell you who the boss is because that person's anywhere and everywhere because they're omnipotent and omnipresent so they're good master executors. They utilize resources to the benefit of students. They're not trying to save a book. They're not trying to be fiscally conservative. They're doing whatever it takes, baby, to move that needle forward, to light the fire in these kids. Also, good leaders have situational awareness. They know what's up because they're omniscient. They're omnipresent. They're vested into the interest in the development and the production and the consumption of all things hustle in that school. Last but not least, baby, we're going to talk about visibility. You can't be a good leader if no one knows who you are. If your middle name is Casper and you're too busy doing fruity booty stuff and your face is not there and you can't, you're not present, you know what? You might as well hit the road, Jack, because good leaders are here, there, and everywhere, baby. I'll tell you this right, right now, real quick. In Atlanta, Fulton County Schools, they're now hiring business administrators to help take the load off, to help leaders become more visible in their schools and more implemented into their classroom. This is your old boy, the bow tie guy, Mr. Horton. Ten minutes, in it to win it. Bye.